Welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Travis. And I'm George. Hey, George, uh, can you do me a favor? Sure. Can you remake one of the best horror movies of all time, but like make it almost as good? Can I call it the Blair Meat Project? <laughs> no, I was hoping we would call this one uh, <laughs> Sepsis the Movie. <laughs> Sepsis the Movie, yeah. Yeah, definitely uh, some infections going on in this. Ugh. Pool fest. Guys, we watched the 2003 version of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, not to be confused with the 2021 or two, whatever they mm. credited as Texas Chainsaw 20, Massacre or 22. Texas Chainsaw or Texas Chainsaw 3D, which might be different. I don't remember. Right. I think they should have stopped at this one. Guys, this is finding, the last one we needed. Finding yes. the right Texas Chainsaw to watch tonight. The correct one was, <laughs> was like a, was a chore. I was like, "Do I even want to do this podcast anymore? Yes. I can't even find the movie." <laughs> There's like 17 Texas Chainsaws to choose from, and not they're not all like denoted as sequels. A lot of them pretend like they're the only one. Yeah. And what's funny is like I'm I'm like scrolling through and I'm like I'm sure that half of these are garbage. Yeah, more than like more than half. Yeah, yeah, definitely more than half. <laughs> all but two. <laughs> yeah, two are good. The rest suck. I kind of like the new one, but I know I'm in the minority. I haven't seen it yet, so I can't give my opinion. Oh yeah, I haven't seen anything. So next mm. week, uh, we'll not be watching that. We we okay, won't good. be. Don't worry. I would. I've I don't want to. I've had enough screaming for about a month. I think I don't want to get canceled. <laughs> and you see, if you've seen the movie, you're laughing right now. And if you haven't, you're not. So is it a movie or is it a series? It's a movie and it's like oh, a direct to Netflix movie. movie and it gotcha. brings back the girl from the first one. Yeah. Which is neat. And then the rest like of Laurie it is Strode? questionable. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's Halloween 2018. It's, yeah. Kind of what I thought it was. With chainsaws. Gravy. Hey, but guys, John Loriquette is back doing yes. the narration at the beginning. He did the narration on actually a lot of these, uh, but the first one in particular. And this one. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. uh, George, the movie starts out, uh, Texas Chainsaw 2003, mm -hmm. and it looks found grimy footage. and black and white and found footage. Yeah, we're doing the post Blair mm -hmm. Witch era. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling at that point? Are you like, oh, yeah, the movie I love? Or are you like, they're trying too hard? What are you feeling? Well, they hit you with the sound right well, away. Well, am I? Uh, yeah. sound. It, it's, it's been a minute since I saw the original. Yeah. Um. Go back the original it. doesn't start like that, does it? No. No, okay, but it has the same narrator. Okay, same narrator, but when I saw like the you know, the cop explaining the, the crime scene. They're basically I like, connecting. I was like, it. okay, this is way different, I think. Yeah. They kind of made it feel like this is a continuation of the original, but then they mm -hmm. quickly let you know this is nineteen seventy three. This is uh the re re uh telling of that story, basically. Can we redo this movie, but with the entire cast from that 70s show? That's possible. That would be a good movie. I don't, I don't know, know that I'm ready to awesome. see my, my good friends from <laughs> that 70s show getting chopped up into little bits. Although, I'm sure the public would uh, not mind one of the members being, but never mind. Who would who would Topher Grace play? I would eat it up. Would he be uh, Milton? Yeah, or? like like Red Foreman could be the uh, the sheriff. The sheriff, yeah. Oh my yeah. god, yeah, Kurtwood Smith. I mean, he could. <laughs> After we're done doing butt work, <laughs> guns, we guns, do... guns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Ermey. I don't know if you could replace him though. He was so good. Who's the character on that '70s show that nobody likes anymore? The actor that played Hyde has been officially canceled, signed and sealed. Oh, he doesn't get to work anymore. News to me. Yeah, I didn't know that I'm not on Twitter. So, womp, womp, womp. But hey, <laughs> uh, so 2003, you're smack dab in the middle of this transition from 90s teen slashers to found footage and The Ring and uh, torture porn. So this movie is kind of your bridge that gets you from The Ring to uh, Saw quite a bit. Yes, if you notice, there's a lot of like ring Look video good. kind of vibes uh, especially oh the God, evidence was, montage at the beginning it's just so like much better than Saul. straight out of the yeah. ring video though yes uh, yeah. aesthetically and then yeah, yeah it's got all like the fingernail break in people you know f 
camera focused oh, on yeah, the pain dude. that you get Finger in breaking. Fingers oh, fucking God. pinned to cushions and stuff. The practical Ooh. effects in this movie, it looks like they actually dug up real bodies and put them on the table. Well, actually, and the lighting they, helps actually, with that they a did. lot. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Like the, the, the box full of fingers and the and the like the jar of eyeballs and like I'm just like this is this is like <laughs> this is like Brundlefly's medicine cabinet times a million. Like this is how much better this movie was than Saw. When the guy's leg got cut off, you got to see it. Mm. And he acted. <laughs> <laughs> and he acted. Yeah. He, he, hey. Or he, he played it. He didn't really act it. Like he you you felt like these people were actually really getting killed. And the ca- the camera did not pull away. I mean, that was a clean kind of cut. Ugh. Uh But oh. yeah. Well, I mean, a lot in common was saw, right? A dude loses his leg, lots of captivity, mm-hmm. lots of torture, lots of chains. Just uh better execution overall. The the uh the woman on the road when she kills herself like you know what you're in for because you're thinking, ah, oh, this is a remake. She's gonna cut her hand. She's gonna put her handprint on the van. Like, yeah, she's part of the family. A, all these, yeah, things. they're doing like a gender switch, and it's it's the hitcher. It's just a girl this time. But no, yeah. she pulls the gun out of her. Wow, <laughs> can you say that? I don't know. Pulls it out of that. That's what she was holding it in, and she blows her head off, and the camera starts. On the kids' faces. Well, they're not really kids. The the uh, young adults' faces, and the camera pulls through the gunshot wound out the window, <laughs> and then does like a full from the from the exit wounds. Yeah, and then as it and exits the back of her head, the head flops back. Like it was, you're just like, oh, it's gonna be one of those. Well, and it's yeah. it's a real like you know. It, Seeing someone through a head wound has been done before. You know, Quick and the Dead does a yes. real famous one. But nothing more Michael Bay than pulling through the head <laughs> and like that spin of the camera. I mean, dudes. He didn't direct it, though. So yeah, but it. his fingerprints are all over it, which is fine because he's a good action filmmaker. And he, he brought a little spark to a remake that, you know, without his touch wouldn't be as great. I think this is more the director. Though I mean I know Michael Bay was involved and I know he was a producer, but knowing seeing seeing the examples of you this think director that was the director. What that camera angle scene, yes. all that stuff. Yeah, if you see right. the guy's music videos, you would see that this guy was an innovative, and this is the guy that directed the Friday Thirteenth remake okay. as right. well. So I was I was just thinking like you know maybe the director had a vision or whatever, but like. That actually gets done by, like, you know, people who know what they're doing on computers and stuff. But it's not CGI, so. It wasn't? No. Camera shot through a hole in someone's yeah, head, that, wasn't that it? Was, that was practical, as far as I know. Or at least a composite of practical or a composite. and CGI. That's what I, that's what I figured. But if we ever was. watch, which I hope it's we a do, single shot. Uh, Bad Boys 2. I want you to think about that shot when you see most of the violence in Bad Boys 2, which is purely mm-hmm. a Michael Bay movie. And you'll see like, oh, yes. okay. Yeah. Oh, believe me. I, is... I, I, I know what you're saying, but I'm, I'm, I'm saying that he, the director of this movie, who has shown in movies we've watched, that he's innovative and definitely is willing to do the thing. Like with Friday 13th remake. He did a lot of really cool, like shining type things with the camera. A lot of really good uh, handheld work in the Friday. Yeah, handheld too. work. So <laughs> it's like they were, <laughs> but they were doing that in this, and this was his first movie. So you're making a face. Why are you making a face? I'm just trying to process everything. I just got the handheld joke. Yeah, we didn't tell you ahead of time that this was the same guy <laughs> as the Friday remake. So yeah, I'm processing some things. <laughs> All right, yeah. <laughs> Handheld. So, so you've got the ring. You've yeah. got uh, the underpinnings of what will become Saw and Hostile kind of you know, coming together here. You've also mm-hmm. got Blair Witch Project, Paranormal Activity, that kind of found footage kind of feel at the beginning. Plus, mm-hmm. you have a shot that is taken directly from Friday the 13th Part 4, the final chapter, which is the watering hole where they're sw- swinging into the 
the water at the very beginning mm-hmm. before the road mm-hmm. trip starts. Yep. That is mm-hmm. like the same camera angle and shot. If you told me it was the same watering hole, I would almost believe you, except I don't think this was shot anywhere near California. But uh, otherwise, very inspired, kind of familiar feel for all of us. Mm. Yeah, this this movie definitely hits on a lot of nostalgia from the 70s movies, even with Chainsaw. Like, it does a lot of reshoot, I guess, retelling of original iconic shots. But I think the original did them better. Like, the the whole mallet to the head, the introduction of oh the face. Oh, my God. So much less good in this than in the original. Yeah, because it was the reveal was better. This obviously was more brutal, but the effect was way more effective in the original. Just that introduction to his when he slams the door. Yeah, the blocking thought, in the uh, original is so much scarier. Yeah. Uh, the wide angle. I, I don't know. I think the the entire character Leatherface was better in the original. The original, yes, that was one I of think, my one of my notes. Yeah, it was just the original was like just because they spent time with so, him. So well, everything that made that character Gunnar Hansen was doing, like all the stuff we talked about. Yeah, you know the the first kill, the second kill, by the third kill, he's like, "What the fuck?" He was he's like looking out the window. Like he's like, "Where are these people coming from?" You know, very kind of, yeah, very yeah. adolescent. Mm-hmm. This they concentrated more on the crazy family and not so much on on Bubba. Yeah, and he was kind of like in this movie, Leatherface was just kind of like the muscle. Yeah, and, and it was, was like a, a like a dad tinkering in the basement with his HO scale trains. Like <laughs> there was it yeah. was almost like too normal. Like the Leatherface in the original, I liked how what he was doing. He almost didn't believe he was doing it, and then couldn't believe he was doing it, and then was almost like, "What is going on? Where are all these people coming from?" And then the dad comes home, and he's trying to like almost like a dog after it shits on the rug. He's like coming up to him, and he's like almost like. Trying to pal up to the yeah, to I the, mean, how how did uncle. this how did this movie not have a dinner scene? I think they wanted to avoid it because <sighs> it was so iconic. I will say that was a huge controversy at the time. Yeah, right. Like you give uh, all this time yes, to R. Lee, who steals the show. I mean, they yes, they let him steal the show in this movie, R. Lee Ermey. But was it worth losing the dinner scene? Movie flows pretty well. There's a couple of parts where it drags, but it you know you're able to keep more characters alive by having no dinner scene because by the end of the original you've isolated to one survivor girl and you give her an extended amount of time yes which you know it doesn't fit the formula of later slashes so in a way they're like taking the later formula and trying to reapply it i mean it's interesting i think they were trying to avoid it kind of like we talked about with a few good men like there's those iconic things in a movie that the viewer's only yeah. going to hear Nicholson say it. Yeah, or the way uh, that uh, that HBO show about Rome totally just avoided the whole yes, exactly um, speech. Yeah, and I think that dinner scene is so. It's it's kind of like with the remake of Friday Thirteenth, where they they avoided the whole mom's head on the table with candles they just kind of put her head in the wall and it was like okay yeah. this is more jason-esque why would he have a display of his mother's head he would hide it in the wall like a five-year-old so i i was fine with that decision because they still gave me his homage to his mother but they did it in a different way to where it didn't you couldn't really compare it to the part two now they did make a prequel to this movie it was like the sequel, the prequel, both. Uh, 2006's Texas Chainsaw Massacre, colon, the beginning, which did colon. have a dinner scene. And <laughs> if you've seen colon. that, which uh, I, most people probably haven't seen that, because why would you? Uh, you know right away that it, the dinner scene doesn't work in the, in the mm. sequel, prequel thing. So maybe it is for the better they didn't even try here. It might elevate this movie by not even trying the dinner scene. I'll tell you what it does. It makes me want to watch the original. Yeah. 100%. And I I don't know if that's a a compliment or a uh, a diss, but not having a dinner scene makes me want to just pop in the original and watch a dinner scene. Right. Well, for me, (laughs) I I look at this not as a... 
It is a remake, but it's more... They're not trying to be the original. They're just trying to retell the story for a new generation that might not sit down and watch the original. But not with the characters from that 70s but show, not, which was a huge... That was a huge mistake. A huge <laughs> miss. But <laughs> Although I like Jessica Biel better than the girl from that 70s show. You do? So, yeah. Okay. Well, you talking about Kunis or the other one? The other one. Yeah, I like Beal better than okay. the other one. <laughs> the redhead. The redhead. I don't know her name. Laura Prepon. Sue me. And where where would you kill Handy Manny? <laughs> <sighs> on the meat hook. Nice. Nah, that's a tip for Grace. I'd put him on or Kush, I put Ashton Kutcher on there. <laughs> on the who meat got hook. it in the who got it in the original? The meat hook was the girl, the first yeah. girl that went in the house. Yeah. Uh, Mila goes on the meat hook, 100%. Okay. I'll take it. Although she's too short to put her feet on the piano, I think. To lower that hook. That it, that would be fine because it would be like, you know. <laughs> yeah. But that was. The people who know would know and be like, oh, she, yeah, she's too short to reach a piano. That's funny. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So we talked about Leatherface being more. Um, one-dimensional. I don't know if we ever use that term, but that's one way to describe what they do in this movie. Yeah, uh, I agree. Here's yep. the thing I don't understand or love. They remove any semblance of femininity from the Leatherface character, which yeah. just further distances it from the you Ed know, Gein. Ed Gein psycho through Texas through Silence of the Lambs line that we had. So it's an interest, it just turns him into Jason. Right? Like, this is yeah. just Jason. Yeah, very much. Jason with his family alive. And they could have done it. When they show him turn and look at her, and he's got a, someone else's face on him, not the leather face, but he's got like a... The boyfriend's like face? Goat, the boyfriend's face, which didn't look enough like him to really... To really hit you? Hit you. Yeah, like, yeah. it should have been... I wish they would have deep faked it, but that didn't exist. Well, when mm. they when he's saw, uh, sewing that mask, I mean, it's clearly that dude's face. Yeah, yes, but I mean, for her, when I looked at it, I was like, "Can she even tell that that's her boyfriend?" She knows it those lips, so man. Weird. What's up? Yeah, what up? But uh, that that would have been the moment that maybe he should have been wearing the. F- I don't a girl's face. I don't remember. Um, did they ever pay off the engagement ring? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Nope. So that's just for you, the viewer, to know. Yeah. It, it's like the pregnancy in Friday 3, right? <laughs> Once mentioned, never mentioned again. Yeah. And and where's Steve? Yeah, and where's Paul? Paul? Where's Paul? Oh, where's, where's Paul? Paul? For, for where's Paul? once, uh, there's a baby in a movie. That has a purpose. That isn't just there to be saved because it's helpless. I mean, that's all oh, that it was... happens. It gets saved and it's helpless. But... <laughs> You're right. It's never put into peril. They never threaten right. the baby for you yes. to have a moment. That was she actually a shocking. Straight up kind steals of like, that baby. Oh, and there's the kid. Like they didn't like drag that out. Like she had to do a Sigourney Weaver and look for the kid for ten minutes. Like, right. It was just like a, oh, and this is. What I'm she glad did. they didn't do yeah. that. Um, how about the the little boy with the uh, the, the, bad teeth. the the teeth from uh, Spirit Halloween? <laughs> oh, you mean the, the literal kid from the movie The Ring, but with. Uh, spirit Halloween teeth in was yeah that was the that's kid the same room. kid yeah what yeah same actor wow yeah he was typecasted hey I guess the uh, cheap cheap uh, I guess the teeth worked then <laughs> take it back yeah cheap Macaulay Culkin <laughs> <laughs> Walmart version of Macaulay Culkin uh, no I thought it was interesting and pretty gutsy for a movie. That's only an, oh, it's like an hour 40 or something. The uh, hitchhiker part is a full like 20 minutes of mm. the movie. I mean, really, the first 20 minutes, I labeled it weekend at Bonnie's because she's dead most of the time. But she's boun- bouncing around <laughs> the back seat. Um, There's, she's literally back there. Like they're running down this dirt road driving and yeah. she's like jiggling back yeah, there. Yeah, so gross. It was a great touch. I think they did that because they were avoiding doing the dinner scene. Yeah, I mean, that's why <laughs> you, like... you get Arlie Ermey and you get Weekend at Bonnie's, and that's why you don't get a dinner scene. And in the end, you know, earlier today watching the movie again, I thought, man, I do miss the dinner scene. But now that I remember how crappy it was when they finally did it in this universe, that, yeah, it's worth it. I'm glad they didn't try. Just leave mm-hmm. that for me on the old one. But 
uh, the way that the when they're carrying the body covered in saran wrap and her head is just flinging back and forth. Oh my god, it's so gross. This whole movie is disgusting. <laughs> that scene when he grabs the saran wrap and he's he's like, just pick her head up, <laughs> and he just starts sar- saran wrapping her head and then he grabs her boob. I'm like, yeah, he used to love saran oh wrapping bodies as a I'm rookie. Like, this is this disgusting. <laughs> but it was, it was, it it definitely established him. They weren't pulling any punches on him like in the original the the barbecue guy at the gas station it was a bit of a twist you yeah, were i mean you're real, not supposed you were to kind know of surprised for sure he's a bad guy right. right away but this guy the moment he shows up you're like yeah <laughs> yeah also did i see i'm i it's been so long since i saw the original that there were some things in this version that i thought were um uh let's say over the top, maybe yeah, a little bit. Two thousands, maybe a little bit exaggerated. Like what? Like why are there like rotting pig heads in the convenience store? Well, there was some nasty meat in it's Texas. The original was it and like it's like in nasty, the smoker nasty? in the back, like it's hanging in a smoker, and it looks like unclear as to whether it's human or pig. Which you're not supposed to think about until later in the movie, and then realize, oh my right. god, that could be human meat in that smoker. Yeah, but in it's this one, it's a butcher one, shop, so it's yeah. But there was like it was like rotting and had flies. It looked on it like uh, the counter from a subway, just stuffed with pig heads. It didn't <laughs> look like a proper like uh, butcher's cabinet or. I don't think anything was proper in that town. I don't like the way they portrayed Texans in this movie. Did they portray any actual Texans in this movie, or is it just that it one was, family all over? It was very... Uh, it was more backwoods, like, West Virginia, like, Appalachian listen, type guys, stuff. I'm not serious. I'm just... Okay, I'm I was going to say. I'm bullshitting. It, <laughs> it was um, like Hills Have Eyes type I think shit. that uh, if I were from Texas... You'd be offended? I, I think so. I think there's some parts of Texas that we're watching that going, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, you You're certainly canceled. wouldn't want to mess with this version <laughs> of Texas. No, you know? I would not. They were two hours from Dallas. Oh, can we talk? <laughs> okay, so Texas. I don't know why this, I just thought to bring this up. Um, the scene with the gun. You guys know what scene I'm talking about? The scene? The scene. There's a the couple gun. of scenes with the gun. That's no, the scene that should have been in scene. Saul. The scene. The Ernie when when in the van the sheriff I don't know any of the names by the way when the sheriff tells the kid to shoot him the geeky dude yeah to show him how she did it mm-hmm. oh right, right 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 okay and he finally gets up the balls to pull the trigger to pull the trigger and there's very very well done yes I, when very, I was watching well I was like done. we're gonna talk about this because it's exactly what we were saying during Saul where they should have done that this is. So much better than Saw. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. But yet, so many I, of the elements of Saw are already here and just better than what they make in Saw, which is interesting. I know. Saw to which be the is second weird. Film. Better director. It's which a better is weird. Director. This the okay that that gun, guns of that type, are my shit. Yeah. Revolvers. I like old guns. I like six shooters, mm-hmm. revolvers, whatever, and. I was so engrossed in that scene mm-hmm. that I wasn't even like looking in the chambers. Could you or uh, could whatever. you taste the gunmetal? You were so into it. Yes. You know what I loved about that scene? And when he pulled the trigger and it didn't, I was like, "Oh, they yeah. got me, those motherfuckers! They got me. I shouldn't have got the, got by that." Now here's the question. But they did. When uh, the sheriff took the gun from the dead girl and put it in his sock, in his sock holster. Oh, don't forget, he did something before he put it in his sock holster. Did he, did he lick it or smell he it? Smelled he smelled it, it. He sniffed it oh. real good and yeah. just made me go, <laughs> ooh. Right. So is that the same gun he hands to the kid in the back of the van? I'm not sure. Because I'm wondering, did he unload it or did he take the chance that it, the kid wouldn't shoot him? Um, he, checks the, um, he checks it before he puts it in his boot. He's, okay. He looks at so, it and spins So it. then he's aware. So that makes that scene good for him. He's just fucking around. But the other kid, finally, the little, the 
the Milton, I guess his name is, or the kid who should be in a wheelchair, Mason? but he's not. Yeah, but he's well, way less I annoying guess, than that character from the first. He is way one, less so. annoying. Yes, <laughs> still, still annoying, annoying though, but not <laughs> what less. I, what I love about that scene and what he does as an actor when he does not sit dead center and he sees the blood spot and the pile of teeth yeah. <laughs> that he doesn't want to sit on, and then he brushes it away so he can slide over. Mm-hmm. When he slides over, the quivering of his lip. Like he, uh, that actor made me think that he might think he's gonna die in the scene. Yeah, like, <laughs> he was very good, and I and I kept thinking this is exactly what Saul needed to give you that push to feel that sense of urgency in that scene. Because that bathroom scene, I never felt a sense of urgency at all, and I was supposed to. Yeah, this movie gives me that about nine times. Yeah, another thing. Um, I don't know, man. I see a little bit too much chainsaw in this movie. What I've it's always heard complains that there's still not enough chainsaw. Yeah, that, it's a little that there's too not much really chainsaw. a more massacre involving the chainsaw. It's more of like a couple of murders involving a chainsaw. Again, well, he does cut that guy in again. Half I'm bullshit at the end. He I'm does right in, the, he, you're right, getting, in balls, right in the dick and balls. You're getting <laughs> right in the taint. You're getting exactly what you pay for yeah. here. Um. No, there's one shot when uh when Leatherface goes for Jessica Beale and he like kinda like hits the concrete, I guess, or metal underneath of her. Mm. But it's like right next to her crotch. Yes. And it happens so fast that you're not sure if she's wearing like a chastity belt or something. <laughs> you know? It's like men in tights. And I was like, What wait, oh oh, okay. Okay, uh, the floor. Maybe it was the floor. I'm not sure. She might have been wearing a chastity belt. That's funny. She was waiting for that that princess <laughs> cut. I never got that impression, but okay. It happens really fast, and I was like, "Oh, he's got like that's what they were obviously, you know that oh he's gonna swing it down, it's gonna hit her in right between the legs, and mm. it misses her." But for a second, you think I didn't like that they made a choice to avoid the long, the, the original chase mm-hmm. from the original movie is very long, where he's chasing her through the woods, he's zigzag in and out they kind of recreate that shot a little bit Mm -hmm. uh but then she ends up at the gas station like that running from him was like 20 minutes long in the original exaggerated this one it's like they they didn't want to do that because they didn't want to be too close to the original so they Mm -hmm. avoided it and i think that i that's what made them put the the slaughterhouse stuff at the end. Which I was, was gonna kinda, say, I I kind of feel like the chase was the same amount of time, but it, it was, just didn't feel like it didn't feel as tense. Like the original, there's a couple shots where he is like right on top of her and running full speed to the point where I know the filmmakers told him to slow down because he kept catching her. <laughs> and mm. just the the grandness of his body behind hers and the shot from the front while she's running completely terrified and he's just gaining on her and filling the screen with his ginormous body while she's looks like she's getting smaller that was all tension that this movie was missing they never really did any of those shots they were more reliant on the little close-ups of Leatherface and the searching through the lockers very like you said very Jason very Michael mm-hmm. Myers yeah, real uh, Halloween vibes when she's hiding in the closet or the locker or whatever, and we have the visible like slats that we're seeing her through. Feels very yeah. much like Jamie Lee in the closet. Yeah, you weren't getting the oh, yeah. the Bubba feel. Like the original movie has a lot of Bubba feel. Like this this Hills Have Eyes type guy chasing you to the point where he's not stopping until you are dismembered until you are at his dinner table yes and i didn't feel that with the i mean i like andrew he's the guy who played leatherface i i like his version visually he's menacing he's got no nose man he has no nose but i mean like the the mask i always had a problem with the stylized mask but watching it today it didn't bother me as much I kind of like the mask more now than back then when it first came out. I was like, yeah, it just looks like an over-Hollywooded version of Leatherface. The mask in the original looked like they built it out of human skin, and it it didn't, it wasn't contoured. It didn't look like it was sculpted and then molded and then made out of latex, like how they make masks. It just looked like they put it on him, and how it fit him is how it fit him. This looked like it was 
designed to fit his face. And I felt that was over-stylized. And when they were in the slaughterhouse, did you get some road game vibes? Hmm? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely, definitely Predator did. Predator 2. Rocky, <laughs> right? Dun, Rocky. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. I definitely did when she was kind of hiding behind the um, the one carcass and he he pushed the whole rack. She was, uh, that's called uh, tauntauning, right? I don't know. From tauntauning? Yeah, isn't it? Oh, when taunt-ton? they put him inside the body? Yeah, she yeah. was trying to tauntaun it. <laughs> she was like making a She's turducken. Trying to stay warm? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, turducken. And, you know, if Troy was on the show right now, we'd probably both be talking about Cry of the Prostitute from 1972, but he's not here, so we won't. But thank God he's not here. No, just playing. Uh, I'm just kidding. We love Troy. Uh, Crotch crotch Travis is talking right now. My my, my microphone is falling. (laughs) Yeah, Crotch Travis better get his stuff together or I'll send Gunnery Sergeant's uh, Sheriff... Hartman. Let me see your war face. He's, I mean, he was great in a lot of movies, but he was just Gunnery <laughs> Sergeant Hartman. Doesn't scare me. Again. Work on it. Work on it. Yeah. <laughs> but a, a seven connection for those of us looking to connect this season all together yes. into one tapestry. This isn't even my desk. Best line in seven. <laughs> Forget your what's in the box. It's the. This yeah. is not even my desk. This is <laughs> not even my desk. Ching. <laughs> this isn't even my desk. <laughs> Ching. <laughs> That is a great line. I didn't know they stacked shit that high. That was always my favorite <laughs> line from him. But yeah, uh, this is not even my desk. I thought it was interesting in, in Texas, uh, 2003, the movie we're talking about tonight, uh, <laughs> that you get that part where I think it's Andy, the character who's on the meat hook, and he's yes. like full arms out, like RoboCop pose. And it's almost Easter, so I was feeling RoboCopy while watching it. But then he gets stabbed by Jessica Biel, mm-hmm. and you get a the very prototypical version of what Mel Gibson will do the next year in Passion with the yeah. Roman soldier and like the fountain of redeeming blood or whatever. Well, I do have to say that that, that description did come first way I before was, Mel Gibson. Well, I was going <laughs> to say, well, this happened once before. Yeah. I'm not well, sure no, if you're I'm aware just of saying it they, they both pull from the same source, right? Which is RoboCop. Yes. Right, isn't that how? Yeah, this and Passion both pull from RoboCop. Do I have that right? I might yes. be a little mixed. Yeah, sure. Let's, yeah. Mm-hmm. There might be a missing uh, gospel there, <laughs> but yeah, they'll yeah. fix you. Definitely, the Book everything. of Murphy. <laughs> yeah, my God, when he was on the meat hook, I was like, uh, you know, all that whole, you know, that I was whole waiting thing. for him to kiss his feet. Like it was a Mary Magdalene. Moment. <laughs> I'm like, like, I was just seriously. Like, he's got here? his arms outstretched and he's dying, and she's gonna like put a spear through his side, and like blood and water is gonna flow out I of it. I don't even know if the I'm director like, was thinking that. No, okay. He, oh my god, Travis. It was so it was so obvious. No, it was obvious. Travis, how many I'm, times I'm, did he fall on the meat hook? Three, three times. times. Three times. Happy yeah. Easter, everybody. Travis. Three times. Oh, Jesus didn't fall <laughs> on the cross. <laughs> he fell before. Well, you know, it's they had to change a few things. They couldn't make it an exact. Well, I saw know, the deleted scenes, frame. and he does say, "I thirst" while he's up there. <laughs> I'm sure he. I'm sure that was part of it. When they Jessica Biel walked in in that tank yeah. top, he definitely thirsted. Yeah, he's like, oof, <laughs> <laughs> oof, oh no. <sighs> She's. What's funny about her is she did not look that great in the beginning. She looked kind of sweaty and dirty. She actually got better looking throughout the movie. <laughs> like I'm just like, wow, she looks good. <laughs> I was shocked to find out that this was his first movie, though, the director. Yeah, he's really polished. I mean, it really helps to have Michael Bay behind well, him. Well, hold on. A little I've, I've seen some interviews know? with him. He... Directed over 250 music videos. He came from advertising. He's been doing this a long time. Who the, is this now? The director. There's not much. What's his I name again? Uh, Marcus Nispel. Marcus Nispel, yeah. And who's the guy who didn't direct it? But Ma- we keep Michael referring Bay. to Michael Bay. He's one of the producers. Did you know, Dan, that the original creators of the original movie were... Um, producers as well and they wrote a script that was used to write the script so i guess they wrote the original script the rough draft the rough draft 
was said it said in the credits based on screenplay by Kim was there uh, I know it was Toby Hooper and Kim Henkel now are they saying that because they used the original screenplay from the first version of this and then tweaked it to create their screenplay or was a new screenplay written a la the George Romero uh, remake Night of the Living Dead right I would have to say, let's get to Toby Hooper on the phone yeah. and find out. Yeah, let's question. get our but medium I uh, time. I, I think I've used all my medium call. Uh, yeah. What do you? What are those old phone cards we have to use, the long-distance cards? <laughs> the Miss Cleo's? Yeah, my Miss Cleo, Cleo, Cleo card is all out until uh, until May, so we're going to have to wait a little bit. But uh, he was. they were both credited as co-producers as well, so they were involved in this movie. So I don't know if it was their adaptation from the original movie that they picked up and wrote this screenplay, or if they wrote a rough draft and then that was adapted from the rough draft. I'll have to look into that. So uh, one thing that we haven't talked about enough yet, and I'm trying to get you a name so that I can tell you who the MVP of this movie is. Camper? It's whoever did the lighting. Holy crap. The lighting design in this movie. It's the original cinematographer from the original as well. Oh yeah, Daniel Pearl. Really? Not not that Daniel Pearl. Not the journalist. But I believe Daniel Pearl worked on the original as well. Yes, he did. Yeah. Although, who did their actual like? Because usually you have a. It might have just been the production designer. Somebody is in there mm. setting up your lights ahead of time, and I don't see okay. a a specific credit for it. But whoever did that, be it Michael Bay's guys or the cinematographer's guys, whoever's doing the lights in this movie, holy smokes! Every shot is a painting, a mm-hmm. horrifying sepsis-filled painting. Yes, it reminded me visually a lot like the Batman. Yeah, it had. It was a lot like every shot was just like. A, I mean, it's kind of seven calendar. Yeah, seven as well. Maybe we can't find who did the lighting because nobody did lighting. Ooh. Maybe the director was was involved in that as well. Because it was all done in a real basement and they didn't use any lights. No, like the outside stuff where you'd have like the... I mean, in real life, it wouldn't make any sense. Some of those lighting schemes where you got like... Spotlights in the big house. Yeah. But, you know, the shot where like three quarters of your frame from right to center and then a little past is all the house and then outrun the little figures, you know? Stuff like that. I mean, these were well-designed shots, beautiful shots, well-lit. Yeah. Phew. And I think yeah. that's why what Travis noted about Jessica Biel's appearance as the movie goes on, some of it is the stuff he's already said, but also, like, as the night hits and the lighting increases, I think it just has a cool look. Yeah. I think you're right. I think when I when that thought came to my mind was after they decided to... Uh, pull over and and discuss whether they were going to just dump the body. Oh, the democracy leave. moment, yeah. Yeah, where they were all sitting in that shed area talking. Uh, she looked damn good there. Like some, she had had a shower and somebody came in and blue-dried her hair. When earlier in the movie she looked like she had been in a 95-degree heat for eight hours. And I'm just like... Why is she the only one that looks like somebody tended to her before that scene? She probably got all the like re-energizing uh, energy from having to deal with that old guy's colostomy bag. Yeah, that, that whole fun. scene was so gross, like so gross. Like I'm a germ phobe, and so as she's like helping picking him up, and he hasn't washed his hands, and they're all did over. Did you notice he grabbed her ass when she picked him up? Oh, dude, yeah, it like didn't? lingered. You couldn't miss. I that. was like, oh. Who didn't? Ugh. It was almost worse than Grandpa from the original. Yeah, no, it was like, more direct like I said, than Grandpa, yeah. yeah. If I were a Texan, I would be offended by that. <laughs> uh, that scene was overshadowed by the uh, mallet to the head that I just kind of, it bothered me that they, the way they framed it, it was it was too predictable. Even though you knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he slammed the door, and the door was just not that heavy metal door. That It just didn't seem as dramatic. It didn't have any the of the charm gravitas the yeah. that the original had. When it happened, the first, the first 
you know, kill, I guess you would say, like in the original was like, holy, holy shit. fuck. Yeah, yeah. Because and I, the, I guess maybe like, you know, because it was I've unexpected. S- it was broad daylight. Yeah. There was no reason like you're you're so programmed that this shit's going to happen at night. You're so programmed that uh, they're going to get picked off one by one yeah. on their ground, not in that house. Like it was just it was so out of the blue. Just you hear yeah. the pig going and all of a sudden it's like <laughs> yeah, mallet on the head. I had uh, I had a thought while I was watching this movie because I I wasn't like totally like I'm not blown away by this movie. Like my right. I you know. Like it's it's no Silence of the Lambs. No, this this version. But I think that I may have watched enough movies to know it's good. Stop me if I'm getting ahead of myself. To be nostalgic about the original. Yeah. Wow. I thought that you're doing good work. I thought that, <laughs> and I said, "Well, maybe two years I don't into this, get, and you're nostalgic. I don't want to get ahead of myself." <laughs> But I'm, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of how this compares to the to the original, mm-hmm. and you know, blah blah blah, blah. and you know, I'm like, and I'm, and I'm like, hold on, George, was the original really that good, or are you just nostalgic about it? As Kevin Smith would say, it is a copy of it is in the uh, National Archives <laughs> in DC. So, so, and the Smithsonian. Yeah, this. Yeah, again, <laughs> I'll say it again. This makes me want to watch the original again. Mm. See, from my perspective, I remember this coming out in the theaters, like, as a fan of the original, who had seen it probably 50 times, and was just obsessed with I mean, shit, you see Texas Chainsaw in every movie we watch. You can pull Texas Chainsaw out of anything. It's very influential. No, you can. I can. (laughs) But what I'm saying is, when when this movie came out, I remember rolling my eyes when I saw the that they were remaking it because mm-hmm. we were still hanging on the Texas Chainsaw 3, you know, the Saul's family, like the whole 90s. Just oh, the slasher. new generation. Bleh. Yeah. And then, then yeah, the one with uh, Renee Zellweger and uh, McConaughey was horrid. And it was like, this should just die. No more. Yeah, yeah, you get about and five minutes into the next generation and you're like, this movie is not right, not right, yeah, not just, right. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. But then when the when the trailer for this came out, for some reason I felt the same way I felt when Peter Jackson remade King Kong where I was like, okay, don't touch the original, but if you're going to, tell it in a way that's going to bring a new audience to the old movie. And that's how I felt about Peter Jackson. That's how I felt about this. And then when I saw this in the theater, as angry as I was that they remade it, I understood it and I saw it as a separate movie and I liked it for what it was. And I never really compared it, other than the homages, I never compared it to the original. So I, they're just two separate movies for me. But this is a respectful remake. In a, in a world of remakes that suck, Yeah, this is definitely, this and Friday 13th, it's which hard. is ironically the same director. It's hard to make a, a remake Absolutely. and it'd be good. You know, because like you said, there's so much nostalgia. Yeah. When it comes with the like remaking Psycho is probably the dumbest thing they ever did. Oh my god. (laughs) But if someone who was a good director, if this guy remade Psycho, it probably it might might be be good. good. (laughs) The problem with the remake of Psycho was that they took it too literal. They said they almost took it the Broadway mentality. Here's source material. Here's a script that we are going to take, and we're just going to remake it frame by frame. Same words, same scenery, same set design, same everything. But it's just not good. It's like why? It doesn't. Why would you? Do why that? do it that way? But that's the way they do it in theater. It's like, you know, yes, you get revivals, yes, yes, or you get like the you get nine hundred viewings of this play with thirteen different casts. And people go see them, and they're like, oh, I love this play so much. I've seen it with so many casts. It's, I still love it. Yeah. But then you get somebody who comes in and makes a revival of the show. And you're like, oh, shit. Someone rethought this. They didn't just reshoot it. They sat down and they said, I'm going to do Jesus Christ Superstar, but all the people that are part of uh, 
you know, um, Caiaphas's people are all like leather jacket wearing, you know, stormtroopers. And I'm going to retell this story, the same music, same everything, but I'm going to visually retell it and make it fresh. And that's what a revival is. Sometimes you get a revival, which I would say this is. I can't get leather jacket wearing stormtroopers out of my head. It's 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 well done. If it's done, if you take something that's old and you just you make it new again by making it great, but n- without trying to be the original. What I'm saying is, Travis, imagine a stormtrooper. No, not stormtroopers like like Star no, Wars. No, 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 no. But what I'm saying is, imagine <laughs> a white armor suit. And then over top of that, yes, ridiculous, a motorcycle jacket. You just well, have to give like him a... a machine gun, and we could call him the Hellraiser, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wow, good callback. Wow, <laughs> now storm. Think stormtroopers like Nazi Nazi uh, stormtrooper. Whoa, 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 whoa! Not not Lucas stormtrooper. So now all the helmets have like a little uh, patch of actually uh... Uh, facial hair on them. In a certain spot? Not those kind of All helmets. Right. Stop it. No, you said Nazi. <laughs> Nazi with the... the uh, never mind. No. Next, oh next uh, example. In the original Jesus Christ Superstar, it takes place in the desert. It's very hippie-ish, very uh, age so of, now age, we're gonna age do of Aquarius. It in space. No, they did it more... It was, it was on... It was not space. Oh, just because I said Stormtroopers doesn't mean it's space. <laughs> I can't get it out of my head, dude. <laughs> it sounds like they did Jesus not, Christ Superstar, but as The Wall, the movie. Picture, mm. picture all the Pharisees dressed like Morbius from from uh, uh, the Matrix. Yeah, that kind of stuff. That's the movie Morbius is from. Morpheus. Morbius is that horrible Marvel movie that? Oh, just Morbius! Came out. Right, the terrible vampire. Morpheus. Morpheus. <laughs> Morbius. Sorry, it's in my head. Morbius. Not for a good reason either. <laughs> terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Not that we could my do mo- any better my mom with all that CGI. Terrible. But... No, Sony should just stop. Anyway. <sighs> <laughs> there are more than one kind of stormtrooper. The original term comes from like the Nazi era. Yeah. Am I right about that, Dan? Yeah, think about like your your standard like SS <laughs> am I, officer. Am I right about that? Well, I'm talking about my ass. Leather Sometimes, dress you know. uniform is... Oh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know there was... Okay. Yeah. I say I learned something today. And that's why I said Let's it's see. like the wall. Like all those guys in the hammer suit. Yes. The yes. Hammer, yeah. Mm-hmm. Only is Jesus Christ Superstar, not the wall. So if someone takes original source material and then does something awesome with it, like Robocop. Romeo and Juliet. Like RoboCop. Robocop. No, because the remake Robocop. of RoboCop sucks. No, but RoboCop itself is an adaptation of a, another story. What story? The Jesus Christ story. Oh. But with like robots, it's so so loosely based. It's yeah, it's <laughs> loose. But I mean, that's <laughs> it's just a redemption that's, story, that whether it's an, Jesus or not. He walks on water, but he does walk dude. on water. I know he does. <laughs> but it's loosely based. And he gets story stabbed in the side. But come on, it's an it's an archetype <laughs> that you know. Right. Is, I, I we we talked about it at at, uh, at length, so I agree. Yeah, uh-huh. that was a an influence. But we're talking about actually making this like what mel gibson did he took the story of the everybody has watched it in numerous jesus movies that that 12 hour period Mm -hmm. and then he took the writings of a a clairvoyant saint and applied those to the same story that we all know which made it more vivid and more you know i have to say that that movie that you're referring to the passion Probably the best Bible movie ever made. Oh, dude, I don't know about that. Well, I mean, that I've seen, and I haven't (laughs) seen anything. No, I've seen Ten Commandments. It sucks. What? Well, visually, as as a representation, I know what you're saying. Like, yeah, it's 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 definitely a very um, in your face kind of, as Dan would say, a snuff film version of what the Bible says. All right, happened. So hear me out. But it does go by the writings. The passion is actually a Saw movie. Yeah, no, hundred percent based based on a true story. Yeah, I, I yeah, actually, yeah. that's I have no complaints about that summation. Boom. Yeah. And Mic it fits drop. right in the timeline, right? Like right around the saw time and right around the hostel, you get 
Passion of the Christ. Right. You, but I, I his his influence is more from the Emmerich um writings and not so much from the Saul movie. <laughs> like No, of her, course. I'm just her yeah, writings no, were know, about the, you know, watching the flogging. Like she was present uh, given that gift yeah, to yeah, see yeah. the be there. I know. So her writings that movie was based on her writings. Whether she was full of it or not, I don't know. But original writings say that he was beaten so unrecognizable that even his peers couldn't wouldn't know who he was so and you can count on my bones that's in the bible so it's like so was he overindulgent or was he taking from accounts like yeah it's very saul-esque but that scene if you Uh, read it i'm not saying no you're right that mel gibson took his inspiration from saul no he is (laughs) No, no. <laughs> no, same time is, period. It what is I'm definitely. Is, it was in the zeitgeist at the time that we were all doing torture, and it's just convenient that that's exactly when Mel Gibson chose to do the Texas Jesus Massacre, or whatever they called it at the time. <laughs> the Jesus Chainsaw Massacre. I forget. There was some. Uh, the, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, gas, the Gospel according to Matthew. The yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Definitely in your face, as is this movie. It's a Saw movie. <laughs> it's a Saw movie with Jesus. Based on a true story. <laughs> Did they really say in the Bible that he was beaten beyond recognition? Like, is that in one of the I believe the that is in one of the passages. Because that's a hell of I, an out if you're trying to, like, figure out how they pulled off the, the I, You know, Dan, I thought the exact same right. thing. And I was like, well, how do you know they just didn't replace him with a, a double? It was a deep fake. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, like, I mean, they're still doing it today. I mean, doesn't like, uh, I don't know, Kim Jong Un have like I, I'm, seventeen lookalikes? As I'm Michael well, Caine's character in an unnamed movie that I hope we watch someday says, he probably uses a double. I don't know why he's Bane in my impression of Michael right. Caine. <laughs> oh, uses a double. <laughs> probably uses a double. He uses the night. <laughs> A I tangerine. I can't. I don't have a Michael Caine. <laughs> a tangerine. Ah oh, man. Yeah. I bloody. There's not tell many you. Michael Caine movies we could watch. I'm kidding. Blame he's it on Michael Rio. I was gonna say, <laughs> what are you talking about? I love Michael Caine. Are you yeah, nuts? He's done like 900 movies. We could probably watch anything this he year. did. And I would be happy. Him and Gene Hackman have made every movie made. And yet we still haven't watched the conversation yet. Hmm. Mm. Hopefully the conversation. That's a Gene Hackman movie I really like. I believe that was referenced for a movie we just watched. It has come up on the show before. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure. It I'll all connects. It it's all movies. We're talking movies, so a lot of <laughs> movies connect to other movies. It turns out. Yes. Life is movies, guys. I, I want to figure out how to tie uh, Michael Caine into like a demolition movie. Demolition Man. We should do like six degrees of Kevin, uh, Michael, Michael Caine. Six degrees of Michael Caine. Do a whole season. Is it six or seven? I think it's six. It's supposed to be six degrees. And you can usually get less than that. With so, Kevin Bacon, definitely. So if my wife's friend or if my wife went to school with Kevin Bacon's cousin then how many degrees am I away from Kevin Bacon? Two. Your wife? Three. I'm three. No. My f- wife is two. It will be four, because it will be your wife and you. That's that's one. Yep. And then the person... Her the cousin, friend. Her, her friend. friend is the cousin. Okay. So that's two. And then that person went to school with Kevin Bacon's son? No, 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 no. My wife's friend is Kevin Bacon's cousin. So that's four. Because Kevin Bacon. So it'll be three people to Kevin Bacon. Oh, there you go. That's not bad. That's pretty close. That is pretty close. close. That's I'm closer to Kevin Bacon than some actors. Yeah. Right? Get him on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm two degrees away from Leah Thompson. I'm trying to get her. Please get her. And also, please get him. Because uh, <laughs> he's, he's a talented oh, musician. Kevin Bacon. You guys would talk for hours with him and not even talk about Friday 13th. Probably. Yeah. Oh, we would definitely 
No, you guys would talk guitars all the time. He's a, yeah, in a no, we just talk about music the whole time. And then we'd be like, oh, yeah, you were in movies. Thanks for that. Bye. <laughs> Bye. I, I pretty much love every Kevin Bacon movie, so I think that would be a very long episode. Mm. Even the bad ones. I haven't seen a bad one yet. Oh, we'll watch one here pretty soon. It's in the it's top of the pile. Friday the 13th. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> trying to think. But anyway. Text me that. Speaking what of, are we watching next week? Yeah, speaking of what, what we're watching, watching next. next week, Travis, do you want to go ahead and what tell? What was decided on there, Jim? Oh, the we're going to stick in the early 2000s with a movie. With the movie. Which I've never seen. I've not seen this movie, so I hope you you picked a good movie for us, Travis. It's just the one that I mentioned a couple a couple with a, with D'Onofrio? Yeah. Okay, yes. Okay, this week. Are we at this point? Yeah, we're here. Okay. Yeah, we're we've here. been recording for 58 minutes. Yeah, nice. let's do it. Well, we're going to cut out all that Jessica Biel stuff. You think? All right, so we've been recording for 56 minutes. Are we going to put in a dinner, dinner scene Ooh. to make up the time? We should put in the dinner scene. Sure. I'll I'll play at least three parts. We <laughs> can play Grandpa. Okay. So next week. Oh, God. Now there's pressure. My, Dan hasn't seen it. There's no pressure. I don't want another Fish Call Wanda moment. <laughs> oh, but what's the Fish Call Wanda I moment? Do. Oh. Or I could have sworn he was going to like it because it had John Cleese. And Dude, just assume, it was Oscar just assume Dan's not going to like right, it. Dan, you're not going to like it. We oh, can skip also, it if you want to. I mean, no, the I movie after it's going to be just as good. So I think it fits in with what we're doing. Definitely. Did you guys know that a guy literally died laughing in the theater watching A Fish Called Wanda. What? Did you know that? Uh, Google that. So he died I think of it bad was... taste is what we're hearing. <laughs> he no, was laughing he so hard, awesome. his heart started to race, and he died. Is that when the dog... I believe it was in Australia or some other foreign country. I don't Asshole! Know. <laughs> See, you know you like this movie. It's a good like, movie. I like it it's only good, because for good. the past like six months you've been doing that. And now I like it because you do it. <laughs> I might like the movie more now because of the bits you've done from the movie. What's funny is, ha- have you screamed asshole yet when you're driving? Absolutely. No, you have not. to. Absolutely. <laughs> I just really... Or when you're walking? I still, you my favorite part of that movie is John Cleese screaming uh, when he finds the girl or his wife shows up. or what, I don't even remember the scene now. Yes. That scene was my favorite part of the movie. Where where he, he thinks she sees her and she opens the door and she's oh. not there and he screams. Or no, when he comes in and he thinks and it's his wife and not her. Yeah, exactly. It's Is his wife sitting exactly where... Where Wanda was. Yeah. And he screams. But then she opens something that he thought she was in and he screams again. I, I do yes. like that scene. It was like the... the the, uh, I think I we just lost Dan when the stuttering happened, and that was it, because that's a big gag. In no, the, the opening bit, the whole <laughs> opening scene, I was just like, I'm not getting the energy of any of these characters. It was the bad music in the what beginning. Was the the music name? was awful. Otto? Oh my God, the music. Otto? Dude, Otto was so good. <laughs> Don't From look the at first his dick. Second. hilarious. That's a funny stick. line. From the first <laughs> second he was on the screen. Oh my God. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I did like don't look at his dick. That was funny. The scene when they're when they're planning the heist, right? And he's and the, and what's his name is like stuttering. Ken, uh, yeah, he's Ken, at him like, Ken is stuttering and he's looking at him and he's like he's like like <laughs> with this with this look of like waiting with like bated breath of what's gonna happen. And then like look what's at, gonna look actually at come out room, when he like, finally this guy's gets the on word the team. out. That, that's what the look was. This guy's on the mm- team. Like yeah. he can't even say the. He breaks in that uh, oh, that scene too. He I turns away. You can tell he's breaking character. But anyway, what are we watching next Don't week? Touch his <sighs> yeah, so this should be interesting. We're gonna watch a movie mm-hmm. uh, called The Cell. The Cell. The Cell. Is it about spreadsheets? It's not S E L L. It's not Glengarry Glen Ross. No, I thought okay. it was about C E L L. C E L L. That's why I asked the if cell. it was about spreadsheets. No. No. It's not Excel. Okay. The cell. The cell. Do you know anything about it? Who's in it? Do you want to know who's in it? Uh that guy you just mentioned, D'Onofrio. Yeah, but you don't know who he is. 
No, you're right. I don't. <laughs> that's why. I, that's why I said that. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. Okay. Well, it's been a while since I've seen it. Is it about? Is it? Does it take place in like a jail cell? Or is it like a cell, like a group of people, like a cell in a organization? Is this going to be another twelve monkeys? Country? That's really what I'm worried about. From everything that's, I know, I'm, I'm. That's what Travis is worried about. I'm worried about that because I think you were unfair with that as well. But I tried. But to I understand fair. why you didn't like it, but I, 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 after all the shit you made us watch, I never thought it was the kind of movie that you would turn off. And yeah, he watch. thought your standards were so low. <laughs> yeah, that you that I, you had I to love. After watching monkeys. Phenomena, I am a complex individual. That Twelve Monkeys <laughs> would make the cut. He's like, oh, Silent Night, Deadly Night Two is awesome. Garbage. It is day. garbage day. Just, I mean, the eyebrows are worth the price of admission. <laughs> I mean, oh. we watched. Uh, you you watched that Santa Claus movie a couple times. You own it in 4K. Punish. Oh, the other one, the Happy Birthday Christmas. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. (laughs) He's got like the Hansel and Gretel animated series on uh, 4K. On Blue K. Blue K. 4K. (laughs) 4Ray. You're going to cut that out, I hope. No. No, 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 no. no. 4Ray is our new uh, (laughs) podcast, actually. It's all about physical media. Blue K for Ray. <laughs> I love it. I'm putting that on a t-shirt. Oh my god. Blue K for Ray. You know what I watched last weekend while I was doing laundry? Uh Wayne's World and Clerks. It was like a season one uh revival. It was oh. delightful. <laughs> well, we're coming up on our anniversary. So October. Two yeah. Years. Two years this October. Are you gonna get me a gun rack? A gun rack? <laughs> <laughs> if you're not careful, Travis, you're going to lose me. Hi, <laughs> Wayne. <laughs> Shout out to Aaron, who watched Wayne's World for the first time ever this week that we're recording. Uh, what? Because I've been bugging him for a year and a half to watch it. And uh, he was pointing Does he out, have an interface? He was pointing out that... Uh, I'm sure he does. Uh, he was pointing out that they... Um, they probably should have canceled the movie for the joke about the African-American Digest being on very late. And I didn't miss a beat in our chat. I was like, it won several awards. <laughs> <laughs> because I've memorized every line in that stupid movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But you have to say it earnestly, like the, the helper guy. Right. <laughs> oh, everybody's kung fu fighting. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yikes. They they get a pass. Such a good Just movie. like airplane gets a pass. Your kids were playing basketball the other day in the street. My kids? No. no. Just the neighborhood kids and right. the car came and the car went and I was like, Game on. <laughs> They're like looking at And there was like, like one other dad that was like, Yeah, game on, that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the Remedial Film Class Podcast. We'll be back next week with the early two thousands classic The Cell. Oh my god, the art looks so bad. I hope I don't hate it. Hey, but in the meantime, hit us up at facebook.com slash remedialfilmpod or hit us up on Twitter or hit us up on Instagram because all you can do right now is hit us up and that's at remedialfilmpod. See you next week. I saw uh, one of the train conductors today. He always has like a funny mask on. Like something that's like not just like the stupid surgical mask. And he had a red mask with yellow writing. And it said Stephen King rules. And I was like, dude, you're wearing a Monster Squad mask. And he's like, yes, I am. <laughs> nice. And we had a mo- we had a moment. I showed my that... kids Monster Squad a couple of years ago. They were it just. Doesn't, it does not hold they up. They were lukewarm on that movie, man. Yeah. It doesn't hold up. It's very. 80s vulgar and uh the the story's very like very 80s that one's that's wolfman's got nards isn't it yes yeah yes they were like I this love movie, movie is not that funny and i'm like well i tried i'm sorry yeah no i love that movie but it's definitely dated it's it has not aged well
but the effects, I, I just love it. Very nostalgic. Now, guys, uh, speaking of nostalgia, this week uh, on Twitter, I was harassing Brad Henderson, who works for mm. Vinegar Syndrome. He's one of the guys who helped to bring uh, New York Ninja to the world. So we Friend all of the show. owe him a debt of gratitude. Uh, I was listening to him on the Disconnected podcast. Disconnected. You have to really say that first C mm. or it, it all runs together. Disconnected yes. podcast. It's all about uh, physical media. It's run by a guy out of Kansas City. So that's pretty cool. Anyway, he was on the podcast and he mentioned three ninjas kind of in passing. And my ass jumped on that and said, dude, we need 4K UHD special edition three ninjas. And he kind of LOL'd me to make me go away. And then other people started jumping in and I started mentioning what, you know, great seller it would be. So listeners, Vinegar Syndrome, hit them up. We need three ninjas, 4K UHD. Hmm. Yeah. Also, we need that weird French Christmas movie that Home Alone ripped off. We need them to do that. Because no one else would. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Three Ninjas. Oh. What? Wait a minute. It's terrible. What? You should definitely watch it. Is it terrible? Yes, dude. I don't know. Let's wait till he sees it. Oh, my God. I didn't know that Travis hadn't seen it. generation. So it's like by the time that came out, I was like. This whole time, I've been so sad that George has seen it because that's a movie I would definitely want to talk about. And now I know we can. Oh, it's like Christmas, guys. (laughs) You just lit up my eyes, boys. I've seen it. I've seen it three times. How many times did he fall on the hook? Three Three times. What's funny is that there's a deleted scene where they bury him in a hole in the backyard. (laughs) (laughs) And does he come out of it on Sunday morning? Oh, my God. (laughs) So years ago, I was living in small town, USA, and the church across the street from my office had the little, you know, the little placard signs that you can, like, use a stick with a sticky thing on it and put the letters up, like old-fashioned kind of. A marquee. A marquee. your move, creep. And they, they wrote, it was around Easter time. They wrote, he is risen, dot, 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 which is fine because it's a church Mm -hmm. and stuff. But at the exact moment that they put up that sign on the marquee, there was a truck laying fiber optic cable through their yard. So directly behind the sign was just a trench dug by a a ditch witch and a large Mm. roll of fiber optic cable. So I might have posted that picture to Facebook and then my little (laughs) subs caption was, and he had help. Wow. So I'm going to hell. (laughs) <laughs> hey, that's how Jason came about. So that's true, Jason. It's true. Frankenstein. You just need to be struck by lightning, or have a you know an anchor drag across a mm. buried cable through a lake that has access to the ocean. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And a Camp Crystal Lake that's got a sign that says Crystal Camp Lake, or whatever the misspelled <laughs> sign was. <laughs> oh God, that movie. Hey, hey. <clears throat> 